1: And may the works this day be of the highest good for all present, and those listening, so mote it be. The circle is cast.
0: Hail Dictinus! Grant us clear voices, strong sound, and good reads. The moons of Uranus seem to have got a twist. Welcome to Celestial Bodies Uranus, the 140th episode of Three Pagans and a Cat. Our opening today is courtesy of 19th century astronomer Robert Stowell Ball. Thanks to Velocity Rose for our intro music, you can find more of their work at VelocityRose.com. You may call me Ode.
2: You can call me Carr. I'm
1: Ode's father. Mary meet meat. My name is Gwyn, Ode's mother. And I like that quote. That was very interesting, especially uh-huh. when you pronounce it that way. Uh-huh.
0: There's a lot of discussion about the pronunciation of I this know. planet, and we'll get into it.
1: But we'll first, it.
0: housekeeping. <laughs> <laughs> so, Carr, talk about the things you do and don't do anymore.
2: I don't do anything anymore, really. Uh, this Tuesday night, though, I will be uh, doing Three Pagans on Tap mm-hmm. with Sarenth Odinson and Malik Odinson, the people who are forcing me slowly into heathenry. <laughs> um, what is uh,
0: what is your theme this week?
2: Uh, you know, I have absolutely no clue.
1: Okay, five other things you do. I write. You write. Write. write, and I write, and I write. The more, where do you write? Well, I write at Patheos Pagan Three Pagans a Cat blog. Mm-hmm. And I try to write something at least once a week that may get a little less over the next couple of months because I'm currently working on a book that is being published by Wicca Press. Mm
2: -hmm. And what's it about?
1: Well, it's called Green Earth Witchcraft, and it is about honoring the Earth as both the planet and deity.
0: And then I do this, (laughs) do this podcast, edit this podcast, and manage the Discord. So for those of you who have been asking, yes, there will be some adjustments to the Discord coming up relatively soon. There probably will be a bot... For self-assigning a couple of roles, not most roles, one or two.
1: I will be reorganizing
0: some of the channels.
1: And is there any update on the Three Pecans and so Cat new website, or is that on hold since things have gotten a little crazy? Madhouse at the brewery. Uh,
2: yeah, the brewery's kind of taken over my life recently, um so I have not had a ton of time to put into that. I'm hoping that that will start to not necessarily slow down, but become less
0: less of a burden on you, less of a burden on me specifically.
2: <laughs> that will allow me more time to focus on the website again finn asks gwyn are you doing a ritual on earth day in the green witch group
1: thank you so much for reminding me finn yes this upcoming thursday which is april 22nd 7 p.m eastern on the green earth witchcraft tradition facebook page i will be doing a live ritual And I'll also be talking about the things that we can do in our own lives to help take care of our planet.
0: All right. I believe that is all we have to talk about. So we are house-kept and house-swept. There we go. So let's talk about pronunciations.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. We have... You mean
2: pronunciations? Uh
1: Uh-huh. Pronunciations. Pronunciations (laughs) and pronunciations of a certain planet. A particular planet. A particular planet in the solar system. Yes. Let's start at the beginning. (laughs) Let's start at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. This
0: planet, the seventh planet from our sun, is technically visible in the night sky, but was not recognized as a planet until 1781, when it was observed by telescope by Sir William Herschel, who initially thought it was a comet, because it moved, but didn't really look like a planet, as far as he could tell. hmm Several other astronomers... Continued to study the object he had observed, including a gentleman called Bode.
2: Is that the venerable Bode?
0: No. No No relation. No relation to the bead. (laughs) (laughs) Concluded that it was indeed a planet, the first discovered planet, as it were. So after it was identified as being a planet, they had to give it a name. Mm -hmm. It had been observed several times before, including by telescope, and had been given several star names. Mm -hmm. But now that it had been identified as a planet, it needed to be given a planetary name. Herschel, who was the person who initially discovered it and thought it was a comet, wanted to call it Georgium Sidus.
1: Well, that's a mouthful.
0: Which is the Georgian star Mm -hmm. in honor of King George III.
1: Bah, (laughs) Um, no...
0: Yes, that was his proposal, but it was very unpopular outside the United Kingdom for all the reasons you might expect. No offense
1: to
2: our UK listener. But like we've had shitty presidents, you've had shitty kings.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and King George III was not one of the more popular uh, popular and respected kings, yeah.
2: Imagine if there had been Twitter. (laughs) Sorry, go ahead. (laughs)
0: Good lord. Georgium Sidus was rejected as a proposed name, and Bode, who was one of the astronomers who uh, had identified that it was in fact a planet...
1: Not to be confused with Bede. Not to be confused with
0: Bede. Suggested that it be called Uranus, who was the Greek Mm -hmm. god of the sky. And for some reason, even though all of the other planets were named for Roman gods, no one argued with this. Mm Mm-hmm. And so we ended up naming this planet Uranus or Uranus or Uranus, depending on how you want to pronounce it, Mm -hmm. Um, because the Greek pronunciation would actually be Uranus. Uranus or Uranus is the Latinized Greek. Yes. Which is ridiculous because there
1: is a Roman equivalent. Yes. Calus. Calus. So they could have called the planet Calus.
0: And it would have made more sense. And it would have have made
1: more sense and gone along with the other... Roman names that the planets were given. But no, but hey, I, I'm okay with the Greek. Uh-huh. With you know, Uranus.
0: Yeah. And I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stick
1: with Uranus, I think. Uranus, yeah. Um
0: because although the so in the scientific community it's
1: usually called Uranus. Mm-hmm. Yes, because, because they don't want Europe. to sit there. I watched a video uh-huh. that was saying, Yes, can you imagine during a scientific conference saying a blue spot was just found on Uranus? Uh-huh. The, yeah, they say Uranus. The scientific community <laughs> veers towards Uranus as a rule,
0: but that does have its own problems because of the urine association. Yes, it does. So I'm gonna stick with the Uranus. Greek of, of Uranus, but those are that's the pronunciation, the Greek pronunciation <laughs> debate, which we could have avoided by either calling it Georgium Sidus or the more thematically appropriate Kaelis. Yes, I don't
2: understand yep. why there's an issue with any of those.
0: And Swan says, hey, hey, hey butt. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which is about where the level of dialogue tends to be, yeah. Let's all admit we do tend to be 12-year-old boys when it comes to discussing this planet except, and its name.
0: Except Carr, of course, who is very... Mature. Mature
1: and sedate. As we all know. As, we, to as, be.
0: as we all know and have known forever.
1: <laughs> I think we have some disagreement in the Discord.
0: <laughs> Talking about Uranus, it has a 17-hour day. And an 84-year rotation around the sun. So it's only gone around the sun three times, or not even completely three times, since it was discovered. And it's got a very strange characteristic. It's nearly a twin of Neptune, which we accidentally covered first. Yes. but the last
1: Celestial Body. They're sunset. both
0: ice giants. They're both ice giants. Very similar in size and in composition. Both blue. Both blue. Neptune, mysteriously more blue
1: for reasons that are unclear. Yes, I'd, I'd say that Uranus mm-hmm. is more of a sea blue.
0: Uh, it's a, sort of an aquamarine,
1: mm-hmm. whereas Neptune has that sort of deeper blue. In fact, some people say it's cyan blue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the typically accepted designation for, mm-hmm. for Uranus.
0: But despite the fact that it has all these structural similarities to Neptune, mm-hmm. it has a lot of very unique characteristics. One of the most distinctive of which is that it is it has an axial tilt, 97.77 degrees parallel to the plane of the rest of the solar system. Its north and south poles are almost east and west poles. Hmm. It's spinning at a very strange angle. So it almost looks like it's sideways all the time and spinning sideways. Yeah.
1: So it would definitely be different than what all it's, the other planets. Are exactly.
0: Doing. It's it's very, very strange. Because of the way it's orientated, each pole Receives, and because of the length of its rotation around Sun, each pole receives forty-two years of direct Sun or darkness Mm -hmm. as it spins. The whole pole of the planet, the top and the bottom of the planet, right, which should normally, like an easterly or westerly half, would receive Sun, right, but because it's sideways, very strange orientation of Uranus.
2: I would not want to live there. I could not handle. I could handle forty-two years of darkness. I but could not handle 42
0: years, years of life. Straight sun, yeah. Yeah. No. It would drive you mad. Another strange thing about Uranus that we're not sure of, why all these things happen, is that there's a lot of weird stuff happening with the temperature of Uranus. Unlike Neptune and Saturn and Jupiter, all of which are gas or ice giants, and all of mm-hmm. which radiate more heat than they receive from the sun. Sometimes substantially more heat than they receive from the sun. Uranus does not do that. It's still hot, but it's the coldest planet in the solar system. <laughs>
1: That's so weird. The whole ice giant, but it's hot.
0: Its poles, even though they receive more direct sunlight than the equator, are cooler than the the equatorial band of Uranus. Mm -hmm. And we don't know why. Its thermal flux index is half the thermal flux index of Earth. Hmm. And we have no idea why its internal heat is so much less than these other planets. There are two primary hypotheses about this one of which could also address the axial tilt so one of the hypotheses about uranus's weird temperature thing is that there's some kind of atmospheric barrier which is preventing the internal heat from radiating Mm -hmm. out as it does in the other gas giants Mm -hmm. what that barrier might be nobody knows we have no idea it's a mystery it's aliens It's probably not aliens. So it could be something to do with the composition of the upper atmosphere of Uranus. That it contains some component. And this may also be part of why it's a different color than Neptune, even though we think they have very similar compositions. Maybe Uranus is actually the one that has an extra component and it's not only suppressing the methane blue, but it's suppressing the heat radiation. We don't know. The other theory about Uranus's strange temperature, which could also explain the axial tilt, is that it may have had an impact with a planetoid about the size of Earth at some point relatively early in its history that not only essentially slammed it off balance, but slammed a bunch of its internal heat out and dissipated a bunch of the heat generating elements that should be inside Uranus. Hmm. That's a possibility. But although Uranus does have rings, it has 13 rings.
1: Yes, it does.
0: They're very, very faint and very, very young rings and could not be the result of
1: this impact. <laughs> and isn't it because of its tilt they're more, yes, they're the, more vertical the rings as opposed are, to a horizontal?
0: Exactly. The rings around Uranus look vertical. Like I said, very very interesting mm-hmm. look to Uranus if you look at the photo, the photos online. Look
1: they, at the photo. The photos
0: are very cool. They all look like they've been tilted 90 degrees. But no, the planet has been the, tilted the 90 degrees. The
1: planet is tilting itself 90 degrees. Mm-hmm. We just don't know why.
2: So what you're telling me is that Uranus is either holding gas in or has expelled gas.
0: Oh, he could yes. not help it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. QQ there's says, there's the car. the car we know and love. <laughs> so those are some of the the big mysteries about Uranus, and part of the reason we don't have answers to any of these questions is that,
1: just like with Neptune, there's only been the one flyby. Yeah, only the one flyby. Voyager two in 1986. Well, let's be fair. They're like this is the seventh planet, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, from the sun. Mm-hmm. So that's a long way to go. It is a long way to go, yes. (laughs) Well, if
2: we were going from the sun, but we're not.
1: We're going from Earth, yeah. We're we're way closer. (laughs) Well, true, but it's still a long way from us.
0: We considered sending Cassini to take a look at Uranus, but they decided there was too long of a journey and there was too much risk of it crashing into and contaminating something we didn't want to. There are the 13 rings of Uranus, again, Mm -hmm. as Gwen mentioned, they are vertically aligned as far as
1: we're concerned yes
0: they are very narrow and faint rings they
1: are hard to see even in the photos that we do have. yeah
0: and they're they're almost impossible to see through a telescope interestingly sir william herschel did later make a report of what he thought was a ring around uranus and he described it relatively accurately but it's a mystery how he saw it because telescopes at the time shouldn't have been powerful enough to pick it up it's witchcraft.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah,
0: maybe maybe Sir William Herschel was uh,
1: mm-hmm. in looking fact, for something other than a telescope. Dragon of Yang says, 13 wing- rings, how witchy. Yes. Like I said, they're very young rings. They're thought to be... Which is probably why they're not as easily visible. Yeah. They just don't have as much material in them.
0: So the rings are thought to be probable debris from a collision with a smaller object, not whatever it was that... Knocked Uranus off course mm. to begin with. Mm-hmm. Some satellite that didn't uh, get settled into a, a proper orbit around it and collided with something. The remnants are these rings now. Right. It does have 27 satellites. Five main moons, all of which are named after um, famous fictional characters, mostly from Shakespeare. But the combined mass of all five of Uranus's main moons is less than half the mass of Triton. Really? Yeah, which is the what we consider the primary moon of Neptune. So it, it actually is a, a very sparse, compared to most other planets, not including Earth, mm-hmm. um, a very sparse satellite system
1: and maybe that's just because of it's weird it's, its weird it's a whole axis. weird
0: situation
1: yeah it's just
0: i wonder if i mean it can it obviously has a gravity well that it can mm-hmm. capture objects in sure but i do wonder if because of the tilt most objects that come into contact with it come into contact with it along the normal yeah. solar and plane and destroyed somehow and, and yeah and then or don't impact and collide or get swung around it mm-hmm. but don't end up in a stable orbit around it because right. they have to swing into that weird rotation into that that unusual tilt.
1: And here I have to remind you, we're amateurs. Yes, none of us are astronomers. We're we're amateur star watchers and and planet enthusiasts. Speculating (laughs) from a position of very little information.
2: (laughs) Of course, isn't that what science is?
0: Well, usually the scientists speculating have more information than I do. Well, that may be true.
2: But
0: But otherwise, uh, Uranus is very, very similar to Neptune. Mm -hmm. And that's part of what makes the mysteries around its Irregular characteristics. So, why um, is it so different? Yeah, so mysterious. So mysterious. Because and so different from Neptune.
2: Why so mysterious?
0: Because based purely on its it is mysterious on its structure,
1: it should be like this Yeah, it should be like all the other planets. Mm-hmm. But it's not. and it's not. <laughs> Has to be the so oddball with It's, it's not rings. the
2: real planet, and Pluto is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't think we should demote Uranus, although no. the fact that it's named after a god from the wrong pantheon does disturb me. That, right. That is <laughs>
1: weird that they chose to do that.
2: Join our tiger Amanda and relax with the salts of wonderful body Co. These soaks and scrubs inspired by popular books and characters are designed to delight multiple senses with fragrant scents and sparkling mica. You can also find rollerball fragrances and hair oils. With dozens of options available, you're sure to find something you'll like in the Wonderful Body Co. collection. This week, Ode is recommending Magic Cream, a cocoa butter lotion scented with sweet almond, frankincense, and rosemary. Find Wonderful Body Co. online at WonderfulBodyCo.com or go directly to their shop at Etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash Wonderful
1: Body Hail Dictinus. Mm-hmm. And may I add that the magic cream is awesome. <laughs> the other thing I will recommend, of course, is the Hakati oil.
2: Hold on. It's not your job to recommend stuff for commercials. <laughs> that is completely
1: Ode's Well, uh, I'm thing. going to do it anyway. There's I'm, a ritual oil. I'm not sure And there a is a rollerball fragrance. And there are bath salts. And I recommend it.
0: So, for those of you uh, listening, she just stuck her tongue out at me. (laughs) Ben says, fuck you, car. I got you, Gwen.
2: (laughs) Whatever.
0: Speaking of the irregularities of... Uranus. Mm -hmm. That's actually one of its qualities in astrology and magic. Yes, it is. Uranus in astrology is associated with
1: new and unconventional ideas. It's actually known as the Awakener (laughs) Mm -hmm. because its presence will bring sudden change or shocks into a person's life. That doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing. It could be a good thing.
0: It's associated with genius, Mm -hmm. with invention. It's actually associated with democracy Mm -hmm. and with social changes.
1: Mm -hmm. Subverting authority, technology, freedom spontaneity, revolution.
0: yes revolution is a big one for Uranus, mm-hmm. and it's associated just with electricity to the point that rather than cyan being its associated color in astrology, it is
1: in fact electric blue. As far as magical correspondences including cyan mm-hmm. and electric blue, mm-hmm. also white and purple. So I wouldn't have expected purple. What? And you're actually wearing white and purple. Oh, you I'm are. wearing white and purple. I didn't even do that on purpose. <laughs> and you're wearing purple. I'm wearing purple and gold. Yeah. I don't think that, I don't
0: think that quite counts. I'm, I'm wearing but black. I'm black. And
1: if, <laughs> I'm wondering if the purple has to do with the freedom and subverting authority. Oh, that could be. Yes. Kingship kind of thing or Revolutions. Revolutionary. Revolutions. Revolutions.
0: Would have been a very different vibe if it had been named Georgium Sidus.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. That's true. It offers a necessary break from restrictions. If you're living a life that is very controlled, very restricted, and Oranus comes into your sign. Uranus
0: moves through each side of the zodiac every seven years.
1: That's right. So when it comes into your sign, it, it could be a release, a time of... Breaking of chains. Breaking chains. It also can, coming into, they say... When someone is in their 40s that it also is called the midlife crisis planet
2: so does your life basically like tilt 97.77 <laughs> degrees is that the difference
1: maybe you need that, it to. you know what that tracks okay, yeah, cool. Maybe that you, know, you, you need, suddenly do a handstand and you need to do a vertical <laughs> thing you know who knows i
0: liked the associations with invention mm-hmm. a lot i thought that was interesting Uranus seems to have a, a lot of associations in astrology with creating new things. Yeah,
2: yeah. Which so makes, like half of our listenership.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. we do have a lot of creatives listening. Yeah, I we do. really do. So connect with Uranus. And I think that mm-hmm. um, that actually does have a correlation to Uranus in mythology. Yeah. Because he is the father of the Titans.
2: Our Tiger R. Darren is offering intuitive readings and divination. With over a decade of experience working with spirit tarot runes and tea leaves make an appointment for a reading with our darren on facebook at our darren auguries or find them on instagram.com forward slash our darren auguries and that is spelled a-r-d-e-r-i-n-a-u-g-u-r-i-e-s our darren auguries
1: hail dictus
2: I, I've had excellent reads for weeks and weeks and weeks. So um, I don't think I should have to uh, do them anymore. <laughs> I think somebody else should, and I'm done.
1: And Kiku says you just jinxed it. I was gonna say I think honestly, we probably have more information about Uranus the god mm-hmm. and know more about him than, than we, we do, do, about, do about, the planet. about the planet. Yeah. Um, because the planet is mysterious. But Uranus is the primordial Greek representation or personification of the heavens or the sky? In fact, he was called the Sky Father. Mm-hmm. Uranos, O U R A N O S, the Greek spelling of Uranus. The Roman version is Caelus. According to Hesiod's Theogony, he is both conceived by Gaia and the husband of Gaia. But other sources—he's got a
0: confusing—he's got a confusing, yeah, got yeah. a confusing
1: origin. <laughs> other sources say that Nyx. And Aether and Hemera, the lineage. All potential all parents. All potential parents of Uranus. And Hemera is the day. Mm-hmm. They,
2: were, they were Poly, and they're all the parents of Uranus.
1: Who knows? It would make sense though. Nix is the night. Tonight, and Aether is air. Air, yeah. So any of these would make sense to be the parents. Uh, the parents of Uranus. Mm-hmm. Uranus was not a good husband who would not allow Gaia to birth her children, because he didn't like his children. Well, he hated his children, so he would not allow his children to be born. And so she created a sickle. And
0: it's an important note that the sickle is made out of flint.
1: Yes, the sickle is made out of flint, and eventually she uh, has Kronos, who Mm -hmm. is her youngest child, and she gives him the sickle mm-hmm. <laughs> and she convinces him to uh, depose Urunos. Castrate him. And he castrates him with the sickle. In one story, once Kronos deposes Ur- Uranos, he locks him away somewhere and also but also locks Gaia away somewhere.
0: The thing with Uranus, which is interesting and which actually sets him apart a little bit from Gaia, is that the story of his castration is actually the only anthropomorphization he receives. Mm-hmm. He is otherwise considered not to really be a being. He Mm-mm. just is the sky. Right. After his castration, the sky is a fixed dome. Yep. It's not so much an imprisonment as it just seems to be he just stops He's, being activated.
1: Yeah. He stays in his realm. Gaia stays in hers. Why? Well, this
0: is <laughs> the thing, though... It, it doesn't seem that that Uranus was in the sky. Right. He just was, was the, sky. the sky. And once he was castrated and had no more reason to interact with Gaia, he just sort of stopped interacting at all. Mm-hmm. And so Uranus had no cultus that we know right, of. Right,
1: that is true. I was going to mention that. There was
0: no ancient cultus of, of Uranus. Mm-hmm. He was considered a pre time god, because yes. Cronus, as we know, was the god of time. So he was primordial in really the truest sense.
1: Right, and I believe they, they believe the same of Gaia, that they were both pre Greek, really.
0: Yeah, there are a lot of theories about Uranus in particular may have originated from, and maybe actually an Indian. Mm -hmm. deity or from a Mm proto-indo-european deity we can't make any of those ties definitive the greeks didn't consider him someone to worship they just considered him part of sort of the cosmological makeup right and in and in fact didn't always even like completely consider him him yeah yeah it was just uranus is the sky Mm mm-hmm sort Mm -hmm. of the end of debate yeah so it's not even really that he is deposed So much as he just sort of stops being an individual. Mm -hmm. The thing about the flint sickle and the reason that's relevant is that by the time these stories were being told, Mm -hmm. the Greeks had metallurgy. Yeah. They had bronze and iron. So the fact that it's always a flint Flint sickle.
1: Means the story may be older than the Greeks.
0: Means it almost certainly is a Neolithic Mm -hmm. mythological base. Yeah. So this is one of the oldest myths in the Greek canon, Yeah, essentially, is mm-hmm. the castration of, of Uranus. Mm-hmm. So I think that's interesting. I think it's
2: painful. <laughs>
1: well, but Gaia had her pain, too. She wasn't allowed to give birth. She was car- carrying all these babies in, in her womb. In <laughs> some tellings, she was giving birth, and then Uranus was hiding them. Yeah, hiding them in, in the, the earth. earth. Yeah, I've heard that one, too. As we said, yeah. with all the with, myths. With the Greek myths in particular, so many variations. There are so many variations, which is why a lot of times... You'll hear an amalgamation of them, which is essentially what I was telling just now. I was telling Mm -hmm. an amalgamation Of of various parts and here i thought marble was the only thing that did that. <laughs> so that is the thing to remember is that a lot of these myths are multiple options mm-hmm. multiple versions multiple versions just like we said he there were multiple potential parenting for for situations Oral, yeah situations and, for him.
0: Well, and the greeks were around for a very long time telling and refining their mm-hmm. stories mm-hmm. so like we say you know the fact that the sickle is made of flint in these stories and doesn't hails alter. back to it exactly hails back to it being a
1: a much older mm-hmm. myth, which I find fascinating, that they never did alter that that, that one detail, detail so, to, to be more contemporary with who they were with, the with what
0: they with the tools they had. So yeah. there's actually a theory about that that the persistence of the flint sickle in the myth may have been because the flint sickle or flint tools retained a ritual purpose mm. in Greece after the advent of metallurgy mm-hmm. because they were attached to these myths. Right, right. So it's possible that the specific quality of the sickle, being flint, was retained into classical Greek through associating it between the story and ritual purposes where metal tools would have been considered inappropriate for these rituals. So they, right. con-
1: they continued using flint. Which is interesting, again, because he had no particular cult.
0: Yeah, no, so, there was no evidence at all yeah.
1: of a cultist for Uranus.
0: That doesn't necessarily mean that there wasn't one, but there's less evidence for one with Uranus than there even is for one with Loki. Let's yeah, put it that way. Yeah. Like, there aren't any place names for Uranus. There's nothing to indicate that Uranus was worshipped except, like, one... There's one depiction of Uranus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not even included. He's very, we very rarely even see him. Yeah, um, I mean, you'll
1: actually see pictures of, of Gaia. There's
0: one representation of an anthropomorphized Uranus, a very late mm-hmm. uh, representation. He's being flanked by seasons, like a columnar base. Mm-hmm. And there was a Mithraic Uranus later, who was a syncretization between Uranus as the sky Mm-hmm. And Mithras, right, as a, a sun and light deity, and the Mithraic Uranus was represented as an eagle overlooking the dome of the sky. Yeah, but those are really the only representations we even have of Uranus. So, we, as far as we can tell, he was considered much more a thing than a person. Mm-hmm.
2: So, you all were super concerned about the fact that I was going to make. <laughs> Uh, an absolute travesty of this episode by making Uranus jokes. <laughs> and then you bring up Uranus, and every dick joke ever has popped into the. Oh, I know. I was just going to say one of, the my favorite,
1: yeah. one of my favorites that I've seen so far was he was a dick until it was removed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So the pride is
0: having a great time. <laughs> uh, Roanoke says they Whoa. have to be professional. We don't we don't have to be professional. No, I don't. just think things like the discussion of why the Flint was retained in the myth is interesting. <laughs> uh, that's just and the, I agree. That's just the person I am. We don't have an obligation to be professional.
2: Yeah, you're right, Roanoke. He was just a little prick. Anyway, um <laughs> so I've been very, very good, but the pride
1: gone nuts. Yeah. They've gone they nuts. They took this opportunity and ran with it. Uh-huh. They have Having a great time with all the dick jokes and the butt jokes uh-huh. and finn had a very good one earlier about the planets
0: <laughs> so i wanted to to talk about calus a little bit yeah very similar to uranus mm-hmm. in quality but as we mentioned with uranus being sort of barely considered a person right in greek mythology just a dick just a, yeah just a dick <laughs> And then just the sky. And then just. Calus has an interesting position in Roman mythology. He is simultaneously a person, a god. Right. And not just the sky, but the literal heavens where gods reside. Right. So in Greece, there's Mount Olympus, and that's not Uranus. Uranus and Mount Olympus are distinct places, right? Mm. Uranus is the sky. Mount Olympus is where the gods live. Right. In Roman mythology, Calus is the sky, and Calum, which is the genderless nominative of Calus, is where the gods live. Mm-hmm. Calus is both a god and a container for other gods, which is a really interesting, I think, quality for the father of
1: these gods to have rather than the mother. I do also find it interesting that in the Roman mythology that they basically just swapped out Calus for Ornos because we've talked about like with some, they have some distinct yeah. personalities, they have distinct uh, the uh, intentions the, the and...
0: Uranus Caelis connection it's is a, much it's... more similar to the Poseidon Neptune one. Yes, it where really is. It clearly so what... it clearly happened earlier Before really distinctive mythologies developed. Calus was associated with another distinctively Roman god Mm -hmm. um, in the the pre-Hellenic period. But that god is mostly forgotten and I didn't even write his name down, Mm -hmm. so my apologies to him. The one sort of distinction between them is the the difference between Mm -hmm. which of them is considered actually the heavens.
1: Calus was more chaos and Saturn came along and created time.
0: And that's why uh, Uranus is considered a pre-time deity. Mm-hmm. and probably why there was not a
1: cultist to Uranus because
0: sort of everything Uranus might have had to do with would have been considered irrelevant to humans.
1: I do think, going back to what you were saying, that, that he was both a god and a place. Calus was. Calus yeah. was. It, it's interesting that that didn't happen really with Uranus. With Uranus,
0: yeah. He got the the sky treatment of but, just being but sort he of... he didn't
1: become the place where the Titans reside. Mm-mm. Or where the gods do. Or the, where the gods reside. Yeah. He did not become the heavens. Yeah. Yeah, it, he
0: just became the sky, not he the heavens. He became the
1: sky, not the heavens. Yeah. These and I
0: wonder if it might indicate more of a respect for Calus than there was for Uranus. Could be. If Calus was considered something more worthy to retain a connection to. Could just be because of his name. Do you just Most like hard- that one better than just, Uranus?
1: It's harder to make fun of, that Uranus. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Greeks didn't. that's only in English. That's true. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right i think that's everything i have i think so too okay um car will you lead us out please
2: you've been listening to three pagans and a cat and if you want to find out more about us you can go to the big G, and uh, that's Google.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: want to make sure everybody understands that. That's
0: uh, uh, too late already in the Discord. Go
2: too to the late. G shot yep. <laughs> yep, and yep. just type in the number three, and then P A A C, three All <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think we should
0: just call it there, honestly. All right. I don't think we can recover oh, from my, that one. I don't think Yes, I can't <laughs> <laughs>